0: I-T-L-K. Boss FM Talk. Ain't no stopping us. Very black. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Pick up. On today's episode, we're talking black culture, trending topics, and more live. Hosted this by yours unmuted truly, Alex Haynes. Alex Haynes. Alex Unmuted on all platforms. Unmuted Nation starts now. Very black. This is Boss FM. Wednesday. Welcome to Hump Day and welcome to Immuted Nation. I'm Alex Haynes and uh, let's get this party started. I am going to uh, hit a lot of things today and I didn't get to them yesterday. We tried to get to the mayors and talking a little bit about the mayor oral races that are happening uh, in uh, major cities, right? Uh, from Like major cities in this country are having some major races that you need to be a part of, I need to be a part of. Um, there was some breaking news yesterday that y'all wanted me to get all up in arms about and I'm I'm not. I'm going to say this now. I may talk about it a little bit today, but I really don't give a damn. You know that white men say the word nigga just because they supposedly can't. White people do anything anything that uh, that challenges their... P- See, y'all want me to get started early. There was a white man who's famous because his daddy is famous and uh, people are all up in arms because his text messages were released. And um, in them he's casually using the word nigga. Um, so let's Okay, let's dial back. Let's get this party started. Welcome to Unmuted Nation. If you're listening to, for the first time, we're here Monday through Friday. We're live on the uh the radio channel, Boss FM Talk. That channel is available in the Boss FM radio app. It's also available on uh, radio stations and platforms across the nation. Uh where you listen is your prerogative. Just let me know um by following Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Plus you can call into the show live 1844 Unmuted. That's 1-844-866-8833. Unmuted Nation again on Twitter and Instagram. Now, if you're listening via the podcast, uh, this show is just as, I mean, it's, it's 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 wonderful either way The thing about the podcast is you uh, can't call me But you can send me your comments And what I do is review comments uh, We listen to what you th- think and, and what you thought and, and compile all of that And I answer uh, questions and responses on Fridays So you catch that either live or on the podcast uh, Listening live is all on you I do special things when we're live and you kind of miss out But you know I do not leave my podcast community lacking all right. I'm going to get this thing kicked off. One thing that you also miss on the podcast is there's no music. I can't. You're going to know. You're going to hear me teasing the music, but you can't hear it. But listen live and then you got it right. I'm, I will hold you down throughout your workday. If you're on the West Coast in the United States, uh, add me to your morning show lineup. You know, right at 10 a.m. Get me uh Pacific time. All right. We're going to get this thing started. Um, and uh, I got. Just a bit of music for you. I'm back with you in six minutes. You're listening to BossFM talk. You and our
1: world.
0: Unmuted Nation. my sub and moving on <laughs> to things that matter. You may have been following this story. I think it's really interesting. Uh, it's also kind of crazy, right? And so, and, and, and when it comes to like, you know, the same way that I think, and I say to you guys regularly that we have to step up as a culture and step up as people that are committed to um, our communities and our society. I think when it comes to serving this country, I think that Uh, that should be atoned for as well, right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerback, um, 2021 Naval Academy graduate and class president Cameron Kinley has been denied permission to play in the NFL this year. Again, at this point, I don't know why black people want to, yeah, I don't know why we keep anyway. Kinley was signed to the Buccaneers as an undrafted free agent and trained at the team's minicamp in May. Now, in an official statement tweeted on Monday, Kinley went on the defense saying that he intends to fulfill his commitment to serve, but cited that he believed uh, what he believed to be an unfair application of Navy practices. On his Twitter account, he posted a statement and just giving you some background on what happened. He signed as a free agent, but he also graduated uh, top of his class as class president of the from the Naval Academy. Uh he points out athletes that have benefited from the policy of being able to participate uh, in sports, and this gets really complex. Um, in detail, this is what he had to say. Uh and, and, and of course, you can read this on his Twitter account. Uh his uh Twitter handle is CK3 the thrill. Uh, at TK3 the Thrill and it's his personal statement on the Navy denying his requested delay service after he's com- com- completed the Naval Academy signed up for it but has been drafted into the NFL. Uh, this is his words and I- I'm gonna try to paraphrase and-, and really focus on the things that are important. We will share this on our Twitter account and also on our Facebook account so that you can read along. Uh, Cameron says recently I was informed and, and and I know that reading is not as fundamental so maybe I'll give you more you know because I know how y- I know how y'all are. I- I'm asking you to read. All the time, but y'all just you know. Recently, I was informed that my request to delay my service in order to play in the NFL was denied by the Secretary of the Navy. I spent the past week processing my emotions, as it is very difficult to have been this close to achieving a childhood dream and having it taken away from me. In 2019, President Trump endorsed a policy titled "The Directive Type Memorandum" (DTM 19011) military service academy graduates seeking to participate in professional sports. Uh, sounds like Trump to me. Uh, this policy allows Academy graduates to delay their commissioning in order to pursue professional athletic opportunities. 2019 was the first year for the policy to be put into action with players such as Malcolm Perry. Uh, he was in the Navy and, and got drafted uh, into the Miami Dolphins. Elijah Riley, uh, uh, he joined the army and was drafted into the Philadelphia Eagles um, and they reaped the benefits. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, currently, I have four other counterparts who have not been denied the opportunity to participi- precip- participate, Alex bah, 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 uh, in the NFL, John Radigan from West Point, he joined us, drafted into the Seahawks, Nolan Laufenberg Air Force Broncos George Silvanac, Air Force Rams and Parker Ferguson, Air Force Jets, while I acknowledge that these men are from different branches of the armed services it puzzles me as to why I'm the only person to be denied this opportunity, he says I'm very aware of the commitment that I made to my service when I first arrived at the United States Naval Academy, and I look forward to my career as a naval officer in the information warfare community. However, I am deserving of the opportunity to live out another one of my lifelong dreams before fulfilling my service requirement. During my four years at the academy, I strove to do all things the right way. I embraced and exemplified all aspects of the academy's mission, morally, mentally and physically. I have excelled in the classroom, modeled what it is to be a midshipman, and have been a vocal advocate to others interested in attending the academy. Over the past few months, I have represented the Naval Academy and U.S. Navy through many interviews and news articles, which have brought positive attention to the academy and the football program. These moments were not just about me. It was hoped to show the value of a service academy education. The benefits of the armed source Armed forces and how being allowed the opportunity of a professional football career while still being committed to future services was a win-win for all. Unfortunately, due to the decision, I am unable to continue playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have hopes that this situation will soon be overturned and that I can get back to competing on the field and representing the U.S. Navy. Please direct all media requests to my agent, Michael Desane, via email at mdesane at divine sports ent- Dot com or via cell uh, and the cell number is there you may contact our president of football Ryan Williams Jenkins via email uh, also for more uh, interesting, your thoughts you sign up in the Naval Academy you also sign up and commit to serving your country, uh, you fulfill that commitment, you excel at that commitment and then it's snatched from you I don't know anything about the other players that were drafted and I'm doing some research on them but I'll tell you what they sound like John Radigan, Nolan Laufenberg George Silvanak and Parker Ferguson. I'm only speculating, but it's it's just speculating. Is what I can do. What do you think about this situation, Cameron Kinley? Eight four four unmuted. Eight four four eight six six eight eight three three. I'm back with you in just four minutes. You're listening to Unmuted Nation. muted Nation. Uh, a people poll up right now at Unmuted Nation on Twitter. Uh, the question: Do you take pride in the American flag? That's a really uh, interesting question. Um, so, <sighs> interesting is a, a spicy word there, an interesting choice of words, even for me, right? So we, we talked the American flag and I, I feel like, I, I don't know if, I, if I've gone here on the nation, but the reason that I don't go here in general or have this conversation is because I feel like I've been having it forever, right? As long as I've, as long as I've been a broadcaster specifically and, uh, we're embarking on 17 18 years uh and and, and as long as i've been uh literate <laughs> and had an understanding of of what uh american politics is like and and i'll take you back right before i i, I talk about why it's important to have this discussion and why it's important for us to even go here and, and think about what um Mara Gay, she's a a, a a reporter for the New York Times. She's also a contributor on MSNBC. And she made a statement uh, on Morning Joe on Monday. And I think her audio is, is 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 relevant. So I'll share what she said. Um Yeah, I'll share that and then I'm gonna come back and give my perspective because I, I really think that um if I give you some background on where I am, I'll tell you the results of this poll as well. If you want to take the poll, it's up uh, right now. It'll be up for about six more hours, and then we'll talk about the results on Friday as well, that people poll. It's at Unmuted Nation on Twitter. Um, do you take pride in the American flag? Don't just answer the poll. Respond with why or why not. And uh, we'll take your your questions and your comments, and we'll we'll talk about them on the show. This is Mara Gay on MSNBC, just on Monday on, on, on Morning Joe.
2: I think as long as they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness. This is going to continue. We have to figure out how to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate Americanness, America from whiteness until we can confront that and talk about that. This is really going to continue. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was this is my country. This is not your yep. country. I own this, and so until we're ready to have that conversation, this is going to continue. All
0: right. So Mara was very clear about what made her uncomfortable, why she said what she said. Uh, Fox News is uh, Tommy. Y'all know that girl. That I really haven't had to address her in years, and and that my response will not be in a, a really addressing her, but the truth about flags what they meant to this country and uh, what they mean. Well,
1: can you imagine being to the point in this country where you can be on the liberal left and be so offended, so triggered by the American flag, to which I say there are about 200 other countries in this world. Go find one if the American flag triggers you so much. But, you know, this is part of an ongoing problem. We know that the left has been very obvious and very clear about how they feel about a lot of our patriotic symbols. You know, they used to say that the conservative movement, the right, didn't have a monopoly on patriotism. But now, in the last several years, They've made it very clear that they don't want to have any part of that pe- that pet patriotic message or those symbols. But at the end of the day, this goes even further than that. The left hates the fact and hates the idea that there are other ideas. They don't like seeing Trump flags. They don't like seeing American flags. They don't like to see anything that challenges their worldview. They think that we should all fall in lockstep with what they believe, how they vote, how see- they see the country politically. And anything else to the contrary of that offends them, triggers them, and they're hoping to essentially cancel Anything that doesn't agree with their worldview and what that So
0: let's be honest and frank about why we're having this conversation right now. For too long have we gone back and forth with people that are talk about patriotism in this country and what it means to be a patriot that don't have a full understanding of what this country was even founded on. But they want to claim the country. They want to own the country. They want to tell people how to feel in this country. Despite acknowledging what has been done in this country and how we got here. Right. So like, no, you know, the, the statement is often made that we're all immigrants and this is one country that we like. we don't this country doesn't even want immigrants. Now, people that have been immigrants in this country came in and people that really ascribe to white supremacy or to how, how white supremacy makes them feel. They don't even want people that are coming into these borders for the same freedom that they or their family came for. They don't even want them here. So let's put that conversation to the side and talk about Mara and she what what she felt and why she felt it. These people that claim to be patriots and pl- claim allegiance to this country have aligned themselves with a former president that was a bigot. A hateful, racist bigot. Um, his flag what represented that. His slogan of taking us back, making America great again, represented that. That is who he was. That's who this is. That's that's what we are battling. So, wrapping um, flags around pe- or oneself has usually been indicative of what you own, what you claim, and. White people had gone out of their way to ask black people to see like it's this thing right now where white people are continuously shocked when they find out how black people feel about something or why black people feel a certain way about something or why they are responding to said freedoms that I thought black people had. But if you were to have a conversation with black people, you would know that. Most black people. And I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't one or that you can't find one. I'm not even saying that the black experience is monolithic because it's not. But generally, black Americans, people that uh, are are descendants of the people that built this country, don't feel any allegiance to that flag. In fact, when you see black Americans interacting with first generation black immigrants, whether they are from the Caribbean or from an African nation, There's usually jealousy that ensues. Why? Because they can rep their flags. They have celebrations that they rep. And do you know what we do on the Fourth of July? Um, We wear black, and it's hot as hell on the Fourth of July. But you know what? My black ass has been wearing since I could breathe, like since I remember. I don't feel an allegiance to that flag. It doesn't. It's not a sign of home. It's not a sign of protection. It's not a sign of freedom. And so, for you to take your whiteness and weaponize it and say, "Well, you know, why don't you like?" Tommy is the same or Tommy or whatever her name is. She's the same as the racist of old. She's no different than a Strom Thurmond, no different than an Abraham Lincoln. Honestly, like if you don't like it here, then take take it. There's 200 other countries that you can go to. But I, this is mine, though. You brought me here. And part of being a patriot, part of what this constitution that you people say uh, is tried and true and probably the most authentic and the best document that's ever written. It's an old ass document that needs to be rewritten, but inside of it are freedoms, whether they were intended for me or not. And part of being a patriot in this country means that you do what you want. Literally, that's what free means. And that freedom, you know, is under attack. That's what all of this voter suppression is about. That's what all of these uh these mechanisms put in place to disenfranchise voters. All of this is about taking your freedoms. But You know, my argument is the same. It's been the same on any platform I've been on with Colin Kaepernick or anyone else. The reason that people are upset is because they don't understand what that freedom means. They don't understand the freedom that we have. They don't even understand that a president is not a king. He does not have total authority. He's not an authoritarian. At least that's what the document says. But your freedom, part of the reason that people And people in the armed forces will tell you that Any any branch of the military They tell you that they go to war And they sign up to protect this country Because it protects that freedom For you to do what you want It's actually very patriotic for you to say I don't give a damn about that flag It's just as patriotic as wanting to Wave that flag It's unpatriotic to to wrap yourself in it Or wear a bathing suit of an American flag That's actually unpatriotic But it's what's done. So there should be no surprise, right? When there are, when there were insurrectionists that walked into the Capitol on January 6th and tore down the American flag and started to wave the Trump flag. Yeah, I don't want to be associated with those people. I don't want anything to do with those people. And yes, those are those people. Like when you walked into the Capitol of this country and started waving a Confederate flag. The same argument now, That I had 20 years ago when a a person of mixed race in my high school was waving this Confederate flag, talking about it being his heritage and his grandfather's legacy. Your grandfather was on the wrong side of history. Your grandfather was likely a bigot. That flag does not represent freedom. It represents treason. But when you align it with the American flag or those people, it represents the same thing. Until the American flag can represent freedom For black people Stop holding us to the account The, the poll is up Unmuted Nation, Uh Do you feel an allegiance Do you feel um, connected To the American flag I want to know Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram I got to take another break A oh, mouthful about that and that racism Uh Chipotle in the news And, and you know what I've been eating Chipotle I'm going to be honest with you It's like I get this really healthy concoction that I get from there. It tastes the same. It's consistent. I don't feel like I have, you know, been deceitful to my body. Um, and I know they've Chipotle has had its own issues. But we celebrated Chipotle a couple of weeks ago and we talked about them, uh, hiking, hiking their, their minimum wage pay and starting to pay their workers $15 an hour. Now we know that there does not have to be, the the Republican argument for so long has been if rice, if price, if wages go up, then prices go up. But we know that inflation has caused prices to rise regardless and wages have stayed the same. So we know that there's real, really no correlation or that doesn't have to be that way. Uh, this report, This one actually from NBC News. Chipotle prices are up to help cover the cost, quote-unquote, of higher wages for employees. Bullshit. Chipotle Mexican Grill has hiked menu prices by roughly 4% to cover the cost of raising its workers' wages. Across the restaurant industry, chains such as Chipotle, Starbucks, and McDonald's have been increasing uh, hourly pay for employees of company-owned locations in a bid to attract new workers and retain their current ones. Because... After this pandemic, we realized, listen, I can paint, I can paint pictures and make more money than I'm making at Chipotle, uh, scooping up grilled chicken and rice. Okay. And so it's just, it's, that, that's just where we are. Consumer demand has come roaring back for restaurant meals, but the workforce has been slower to return, pushing eateries to sweeten the deal. In May, the leisure and hospitality industries added 292,000 jobs, but employment in those fields is still down by 2.5 million compared with pre pandemic levels because you want to pair, like, if they could, they would want you to get tips at damn McDonald's. Like, let's just be honest. And, and the thing is, we want to go, you, y'all, you people go on these networks and you want to have these conversations and you sit down there and I I'm even talking to some of my colleagues that go to these, 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 these shows. You get on these cable shows and you sit there and laugh and lie with these people talking about some, oh, well, you know, we can all do better and we're all just trying to survive. No there is a large disparity between what rich people do how they run their companies and how they treat people. It's there's just a huge disparity in that. And and, and we need to call it what it is. A major Chipotle said that it would raise hourly wages for its restaurant workers. I want to play. I was going to play that audio of me just reporting that for you to reach an average of $15 an hour. By the end of June company executives said at the Baird global consumer technology and services conference, that they would be passing along the price of raising pay to consumers. Um, CFO Jack Hartung said at the virtual conference, it feels like the right thing at the right time, and it feels like the industry is now going to have to either do something similar or play some kind of catch-up. Otherwise, you'll lose the staffing again. CEO Brian Nichols said the company prefers not to raise its prices, but that the move made sense in this scenario. The timing of the price hikes coincides uh, with rising ingredient costs across the restaurant industry as suppliers grapple with the return of demand. For now, Chipotle isn't planning on further price increases. Uh, ingredient costs, there's talk about it, but we'll see where that leads. Shares of Chipotle were trading up 1.3% on uh, Tuesday. The stock has fallen more than 3% this year, giving it a market value of thirty seven point seventy two billion dollars. Uh Chipotle worth thirty seven point seven two billion dollars, raising prices four percent to pay their workers. Um $15 an hour sounds a little asinine to me okay I gotta take a break we're wrapping it up this hour I'm back with you with more of the nation at the top of the hour and we keep talking about things that affect you that's what this show is all about uh, if you are listening live or on the podcast this is a great time to share it okay stop what you're doing share hit share like hey share and I don't care what platform you're listening on I don't care this conversation is it begins here but it ends with you so it continues when you share more of the nation coming up in moments you're listening to boss have talk right. you and our so wife. so much of the nation uh co- going I mean we got a lot coming up and and, and I'm excited about this specifically as we kind of keep it moving and, and talk about some of the things that are, are are happening at, but I also want to talk about some of the change that you are making right and I think we don't highlight we talk about how we must highlight each other um, more and more and more but I don't think we do enough of that so um, yeah, I want to talk about you, some of the good things that I'm saying, some of the things that I want you to get involved with, uh, because I think aside from voting, I've been talking about that over and over and over again. There are ways that you can just make a difference today in your community uh, and, and and connect with your community in a way to make a difference and be the person that uh, be the changemaker that I believe that you should be. Tyler Perry, uh, I thought Medea was dead, but I'll tell you about Medea's homecoming. Uh, that's scheduled to premiere on Netflix coming up in the next hour. Uh, also, Black Faithful, you're speaking out about the Congress. It's about damn time. More of the nation coming up uh, at the top of the hour. Boss FM Talk. Ain't no stopping us. Very Black. That's what I'm talking about. Big up. La 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 la. Uh. La, la 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 la, la 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 la. This is Unmuted City. Nation with Alex Hayes.
1: La
0: la la, la la la, la la Hey, This is Boss FF. Welcome back to Unmuted Nation. Welcome back to the second hour. Listen, more of the nation coming up. I'll tell you about Medea coming back and she's coming to Netflix. Uh, plus other things happening in this hour, things that you know are, I mean things trending, uh, today. Um, <laughs> uh I wanna, I wanna talk about appropriation and, and how appropriation looks not just in our culture, and not just in black culture, not just in, 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 in American culture, not just in, uh, but, but how America appropriates itself every single month for another culture. All of that coming up, uh, in this hour, okay? Uh, keep it locked, my lines are open, 844-Unmuted, that's 844-866-8833, Unmuted Nation on Twitter, and... <laughs> human Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Oh. I'm back with you in about four minutes, right here on the Nation. Case, City of Atlanta versus Mabel Simmons. Hey, Corbin. Hey, Proud. If the Lord get me out of this, I'm going by the church. You better mean it too. I'm going by the church. You okay. better mean it. I mean it. Hey, Church. Oh, carol your hair is so pretty. Who doing your hair? Lord have mercy How you doing? Mabel Simmons, you come before me more than you go to the doctor for a checkup. Listen, I changed my life. You ain't got to say nothing. I am living for the Lord. I am living for the Lord. I am living for the Lord. Hallelujah! I feel Him down in my spirit. You know, as I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that He has done for me, my soul cries out, "Hallelujah!" Thank God. All right, so we saw it coming. You saw it coming. I said, Medea ain't going no damn where. And it, I, I, let me maintain this. And I've been saying this, and I'm going to say it again. Sister Act 3 is slated to come back, okay? We know that it's coming. We know that Mary Clarence is coming back. If you know anything about me, then you know that I love Whoopi Goldberg, right? And I love all of her characters, from Jumpin' Jack Flash all the way up into this last uh, movie that she played in Nobody's Fool with the Joy Behar wig, all right? I'm a fan of Whoopi Goldberg. I am not a fan of... Um, People messing with classics, right? I feel like enough rem- enough is enough. But part of the reason that we're in remakes, I have a whole theory about that, I'll tell you about that at another time. But Tyler Perry getting involved with it, alright? There are a lot of people that tried to put their hands on Sister Act. A lot of people, right? There was at one point I mentioned that one, well, y'all's queen, I'm not gonna say her name because I don't want no slander, but she has no business in that movie, okay? She's not an actress. She's a wonderful performer and a singer. She's not an actress. I don't want her to touch Sister Act. Then raven Simone was floated, okay? I can see raven Simone playing Mary Clarence. Now Tyler Perry is signed on as executive producer. What I don't want for from that, what I don't want from Sister Act 3, can I just make this clear for you so that you understand what the words that are coming out of my mouth? I don't want to see this. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to imagine this. Tyler Perry, when you go and you mess with what's going on with Sister Act, I want you to keep it. it, uh, uh, You, 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 I... I don't want Medea to become a Baptist, okay? I'm sorry, I don't want Mary Clarence to become Baptist. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to see that switcheroo, okay? I don't want Medea meeting Mary Clarence. I don't want Mary Clarence to meet Cora and Brown. Right? I don't want Mary Clarence to catch the Holy Ghost. She's a singing nun that shows up and fixes shit. I, that's what I want. I don't want her on Tyler Perry. I don't want her. I don't want Mary Clarence in a Tyler Perry wig. Do y'all hear me? Do you hear me? Alright. um it's official. Medea is back for another adventure. According to an official press release, Tyler Perry's Medea homecoming is set to drop on Netflix and will feature the return of the beloved character. Uh, so Medea is coming out of retirement while Tyler Perry announced he would be hanging up his, uh, dress. Uh, for good in 2019, it seems like he's already itching to get back in them pumps or flats uh, <laughs> with the new Netflix film, the multi hyphenate media mobile. I don't know who wrote that. It's set to start as Medea again in a Medea homecoming, which is also written and directed and acted by Tyler Perry, okay? The fourth in- installment is the 12th official film in the Medea franchise. While there is no official release date, which, you know, he could tape it in a week and also, uh, produce it and then it'll be out in three weeks because that's Tyler Perry uh, there's no official release date yet uh, it's been confirmed that the film is set to drop on the streaming service in 2022 um, it will be filmed entirely at Tyler Perry Studios it will be produced by Will Aru and Mark Swinton and this news comes after Perry's other collaboration with Netflix A Fall From Grace which dropped on the streamer last year uh, really hit ha- it was not a bad film the wigs and the continuity though, I'm still on that. The film was a smash hit for the service with it being seen by over 39 million households in its first month alone. Here's the thing y'all been hating them like we love the plays and we say this all the time and I know I'm speaking for the collective at, some, at times I claim there is no collective but I am speaking for the collective we love the plays we do the clip the plays are part of your culture it's part of the, your group chats it's part of how you respond to your mom and them and when you talk to your cousins and when y'all go on trips and when you walk up and you you like the you uh, isms and isms are something that just hit black culture and they and it hit and 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 it has a hold on us and it is what it is but, if 39 million households watch my movie, I, I don't give a damn about my wigs. Okay? I don't care. Y'all still watch. Uh, and there's more to come. Uh, apparently from Perry and Netflix... Uh, His next collaboration called A Jazz Man's Blues. Uh, He's also writing, directing, and producing. And it stars Joshua Boone and Soleil Pfeiffer. This film will unravel 40 years of secrets and lies and a tale of forbidden love and family drama. Soundtracked by Juke Joint Blues in the Deep South. Okay? So... Medea is coming back, Tyler Perry's still making money, and y'all still watching. I'ma watch with the bad wigs, uh, I don't know, I, now I, I will say that I, I felt I fallen off, off of the Medea, um franchise. Like, I, I, I watched them, but I think the last Medea movie that I actually watched through was Medea's Big Happy Family, with Bam and Shirley, and, uh, Loretta Devine and, you know, and T- that Tiana Taylor. And, you know, I, I, I maintain that there are funny scenes in the movies, but they just don't hit like the plays. Uh, Medea Homecoming, uh, is she going to Homecoming? Is this gonna be like the play where she went back to her high school homecoming? Cause if so, that was kinda funny. Is the TikTok, TikTok lady like that, I, is it, I mean, are you? <sighs> okay just deal with it i don't have a choice tyler perry uh and medea's homecoming coming to not theaters but a netflix account near you all right make sure you keep base password intact more unmuted nation after this uh keep it locked
1: wasn't
2: wasn't she supposed to be? Yeah. She's supposed to be groomed for Biden this. Biden was the placeholder. Yeah. Well, her. this is what happens when you choose your vice president based on gender and skin color rather than actual talent and expertise. Oh, I We're I seeing that disaster really, unfold that's, wait, right now. That's
0: so mean. All right. So you're probably wondering, like, Alex, what the hell was that at times? And, you know, I have my team looking out for crazy shit. That happens on Fox News. This is an example during a segment on Fox News channel in which a group of hosts, uh, they are, actually this is, this is from a show called The Five. I try to tune in, like when I, I try, I tell y'all, I do 10 minutes, minutes of Fox News trying to get, and I haven't done it in a month, I'll be honest. Cause it's, it's just too, it's just like just people just talking bullshit all the time. But um the the hosts were talking some context. They were talking um, about Vice President Kamala Harris's recent trip to the border. Katie Pavlik said Harris was chosen for the office because she's a black woman. Um, now, what if you missed what happened over the last 2 days? Uh the Vice President went down to her first trip abroad, uh and many officials on both the left and right uh just felt they they had some issues with how she handled it. Um now you heard Pavlik saying this is what happens when you choose your vice president based on gender and skin color rather than actual talent and expertise. Geraldo Rivera is was sitting in on the ho uh, on the uh <laughs> on the show as well and basically responded and said, you know, that's that's very mean. Um but he was also critical about the trip uh, and skeptical about her running for president in 2024. Uh, he said I, he doesn't agree with the assertion that she was just selected because of her skin color. Uh, he went on to say she was the attorney general for the state of California. She was a United States senator. You can't demean her just because she disagrees with you. In response, Pavlik said, well, there's a reason why she got zero votes and then had to drop out of the race before they even started taking votes. Ma'am... Like, come the hell on! And this, this is these are the types of racial microaggressions that we talk about that are happening. Like, Kamala Harris is overly qualified to even do your job, Kate Pavlik. And so you sit on this network that does not ever espouse or or allude to truths at all and make the assertion that she's only in the position that she's in because she of her skin color, which is what skin color is that specifically? I'd like to know what specific race is she? She got zero votes because no one could take a vote. She was not. Her candidacy was over before. Like she didn't there was no one voted for her. So what the hell are you talking about? And 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 this is a quintessential example of what the privilege looks like. What the privilege that these people sit inside of and expi and put in front of us and then try to lie to us and look at look at us straight in the face and say, Oh, you know, there you know, I would never you know, I don't I don't believe well affirmative action is how you got there. Who the fuck are you talking to? It's not how I got here. But it's necessary to keep people like the reason that you are in your seat is also because of affirmative action, man let Let's just let. not let me not say is also is because of affirmative action, because it takes nothing for you to you. There, what qualifications do you have, Kate public Who the hell are you? In a word, of, you know, like as it comes to this issue, the border between the United States and Mexico has. We know that it's seen an influx. In recent months. And people are want to blame. They want to blame it on the fact that Trump's borders uh, or, or his policies were so strict. But let me let me just tell you a little bit about. Like, let's just talk about this from a real perspective, right? America that that touts its progression and that it's the best or argu- arguably one of the best places in the world to live. Uh, you know, by many standards, it's very third world, low budget, low brow. But in general, people don't want to leave their families. Right. And I, I was I, uh, my girl Joy Reed was saying a, lo- she alluded to this a little bit as well yesterday and and. You know, I've, I've had the same argument for a long time. If you look at the people that you know, how many of y'all actually leave? Or oh, we call it in our community, get out. Like, bro, I'm so happy you got out of Chicago, man. I'm so happy you got out of Detroit, man. I'm so happy you got out of New Orleans, man. I'm so glad you got out of Charlotte, man. I'm so glad you got out of Atlanta. And those are places that you were from. The only reason that you want to get out is because you need to do, you need a new environment. You need to do something different or you feel like it's your only option of survival. The reason that most people stay is because family is comfort. Family is home. Family is the norm. Family is regular. Family is where I feel like I can grow and thrive and be myself. So that's why people don't leave. So to think that people are going to, going to risk it all bringing their children over borders, that they're going to risk it all getting in boats, rowboats coming from countries trying to get into this place that offers at least a little bit of freedom. And they're willing to come here and do the jobs that you won't do. Picking oranges out of damn trees. Cleaning up shit after you throw up all over it with your reckless ass after a night of partying, and you mistreat these people that come here looking for that freedom. Not even considering, thinking that it's a privilege, and you talk to them, and not just white people, you talk to these people, and you talk to these immigrants out of pocket, and you treat them in ways that you shouldn't because of your entitlement. And oh, they just want to come here, and our border should be closed. No, like let's let's just be honest. Now I never throw black people into that mix A lot of us did not come here willingly Right? We did not immigrate and we did not E-immigrate here at all We're just here To that point And to that note The mistreatment or the insinuation That, that, that black people Are in positions Because of their skin color Is racist Affirmative action works for people that have worked their asses off. You don't just get dumped into the pool. The re- the affirmative action gives you the access that you people routinely deny our people of. That's what it's for. So when it's misspoken about by conservative pundits, conservative radio hosts, conservative Podcasters whatever and they talk About you know we just need to work hard We can't work hard on it we are working Hard let me not say We can't we are working hard The playing field is not even Even it's a regular, it's a norm in the black family to hear that you need to work twice as hard, three times as hard, four times as hard, just to even be acknowledged. Five times as hard to even, you know, try to edge up. Ten times as hard to get on an even playing field. And 12 times as hard to exceed what the hell they're doing in their eyes, right? So, for to make this insinuation is not only bold and arrogant and asinine and ridiculous, but it's racist, Kate Pavlik is a racist, right? Fox News is racist. And I tell you about what the hell goes on over there because I want you to avoid, avoid that racism. But be armed to have a conversation with it, right? Why is it like this? Why are things like this? What the hell? Like, what the, what the hell? It's a real question. It, it requires a real answer. We will continue to explore. I've got more of The Nation, uh, coming up. Keep, stick with me this hour. I would, I would, I and see, I wasn't even trying to go there. I really wasn't. What I wanted to do, I wanted to just sit there and I wanted, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to tell you uh I, 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 about the greatness, and that's that's what I'm coming back with. Okay, so more of the nation. I'm back with you in four minutes. You're listening to Boss FM Talk. Right. You want so that's more? gonna do it for the nation. Uh, but I said I wanted to share something with you, good with you, and I want to do that every single day, right? Because I, I started sharing a quote. When I say today is greater And I'm not going to stop That quote today uh, from Mahatma Gandhi And it is The weak can never forgive Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong My encouragement to you today Go forth and be strong In that remember Today is greater Believe it, speak it, and live it You have to make the choice to be great Your situation is not your destination So go make it your motivation The Breakdown with Hans and Christian Is up next on Boss FM Talk Otherwise Come back tomorrow, and I'm with you right here. I love you. Unmuted Nation and the Unmuted Nation podcast are registered trademarks. Each show is broadcast and powered by Boss FM. For more information on the show, podcast, or advertising, email show at unmutednation.com.
1: you